about uh, this group behind me that you all already don't know. Um, other than I can promise you that they have taken an exorbitant amount of time that they don't have at this Christmas season to sacrifice for our Lord. And for that, should, you should give them applause, just on that song. What, what's even more impressive is why they do it. Amen. Um, and their heart. Um, and I am just blessed to present to you all uh, this morning Chris Tomlin's Adore.
gather to share an old story, familiar and deeply loved. Yet somehow every year, the wonder of it all becomes new once more. Our hearts are stirred to celebrate, to sing, to repeat the sounding joy. We find ourselves wanting to say to all who will listen, pay attention, there's something new in the air. It's both a whisper from the past and hope.
That was Mr. Veronica Coker, by the way. Didn't she do a wonderful job? <laughs> Bethlehem. Layton's darkness that night so long ago. The shepherds out on the hills had settled in. And all was quiet except for the crackling of the dying embers of a campfire and the rustling of a few restless lambs. But heaven had a surprise in store. Midnight turned bright with the glory of the angelic host sharing the good news of great joy. A love song that fell across the hillside like a blanket of peace. A love song the shepherds would hear for the rest of their lives.
There was no room in the end. No room for heaven's amazing gift of love. No room for the long-awaited Messiah. No room for our only hope of salvation. No room. Time and again, those two simple words stir in our heart. We vow to make sure it never happens with us. Father, don't let me feel anything other than you this Christmas in my heart. He's the reason he came.
close to Christmas. When did the Bethlehem night, the shepherds on the hills, the song of the heavenly host, the scene of the baby asleep in the manger, when did it become the narrative that we cherish today? Mary had stored all of these memories in her heart for so long, and Luke must have listened in wonder as she recounted every detail. But they couldn't have imagined how every word would lead us back to the manger each year to fall into worship. Listen as we sing, Close to Christmas.
Noel. It's an ancient word that is synonymous with Christmas. It signifies the Savior's birth. And it implies a shout of joy and a song of praise. It calls us to return to that manger. Behold, man, God knows. Child is born. 
Luke 2, 17 and 18 say, after the shepherds had seen him and told him and told everyone, they reported what the angel had said about this child. All of them heard it like those shepherds. Once we find Jesus, once we understand the incredible gift that He's given us, we just can't keep it to ourselves. The good news is to share. It's Christmas. Jesus has come.
I had to make sure it was my turn. That's how it works. And I hope you also understand in this church that nobody stands any higher than anybody else. A lot of times whenever I, I have the privilege of sharing that I do serve as a minister here at this church, I usually don't say pastor. I usually say that I'm one of the servants here. And that's because in my heart, I believe that that's what God has called me to do, and that is to be a servant, to love and to care for people as best I can, and to, with the help, with the help not of only the pastoral staff, support staff, and all the volunteers. There's so many people here that work so hard behind the scenes that nobody even knows about that are happening. But the church operates because Christians love him and seek to glorify his name. That's why. And so in this house, as we're gathered in his name, this is a beautiful place. It is a beautiful place where God, by his spirit, has been ministering to us through music, through the song, through the words that have been shared with us today. And God is moving upon the hearts of men as he always does. There is no God but the Lord. And Jesus Christ is his son. Today, I'm going to light another candle, and I want you to stretch your hands toward me whenever I go to light it, because you know the one time that it isn't going to light, it's going to have to do with whenever you uh, get one of these lovely handy-dandy things out. We're going to look at the angel candle or the candle of peace, and you'll notice as I walk over here and I've got my back to you, we've got the last one and it's up higher. We have the Christ candle that is in the center that we will light, of course, on Christmas even also on Christmas Day. But I want you to understand, even now, right? Y'all think I'm joking. There we go. You know, there was a time that you actually had to uh, get a stick or something like that and light it from someplace else, but today we're high tech. I want to call your attention to a couple of things. As you look here, This is an object lesson, is really what it is. And it's meant to prepare the hearts of God's people, especially in the early church. There was a time, folks, when you did not have a Bible in your hand. Books were only for the wealthy. And if you did happen to have a book in your hand, you were very, very fortunate. Some time ago, the only educated people in a given area, I'm talking about seriously educated beyond children and families going off for education, but the person that was really trained to help and to educate the people were the clergy. They were there not only to help them learn and to grow spiritually, but also in their daily lives, and they decided. They got together and they began to think about the season, which we call Advent, or the coming, or the arrival, is what it's talking about. And what they wanted is, even though we've set aside this time of year, listen to me, people, don't club me or anything, we don't exactly know when Jesus was born. Some people think it was around the time of tabernacles, which may have been in October, but it doesn't matter. We have set aside this time to honor our Savior. So for us, we celebrate God's gift of Jesus Christ coming into this world, this time of year. And what they would do is each week leading up to Advent, we talked about the purple candles, and what they talk about is sacrifice, penance, prayer, preparing our hearts to recognize what God was ultimately going to do in Jesus Christ. And if you look here, each one of these is a light. 
A candle is a light. Everybody's like, wow, pastor, that's fascinating. But anyway, hear what I'm getting at. This light symbolizes a greater light. It symbolizes the greatest of all light. The Bible says that they that lived in the valley of the shadow of death have seen a great light. That great light is Jesus Christ who said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so as we've gone from faith, we've gone through joy. We go through each of these candles and we end up coming to peace or the angel candle. What we're saying is that Christ has come. Now we've prepared ourselves in the hope and the joy and the, the, the various, I guess you'd say, preparations of our heart to recognize and to honor and to love the one that was to come into the world. But now as we come to this candle, this candle of, of joy, well, peace in this particular situation, but peace, but this angelic candle, I want you to hear Scripture. And we've actually been reading it already, and it comes from Luke chapter 2. And I just want you to think about this as we talk about the shepherds. Now, what has happened is Mary and Joseph are going back to their hometown. They're going back to be registered. And the time comes for her to be delivered. In other words, Jesus has now come to full term. And Jesus is now going to be brought into the world. Now, people, what is beautiful about this is whenever you think about that song, A Little Town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie, you know. Let's see, what is it? Above thy deep in dreamless sleep, the starlit star, let's see. Don't say it, I got it. I'm telling you. (laughs) Dreamlessly, the silent stars go by. But here we go. I'm trying to be suave here, and obviously I'm not a suave person. But anyway, but in the dark street shines an everlasting light. But listen to what it says here. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Think about a little town. Think about Bethlehem for a minute. Think about it. Everybody's sleeping. Everybody's going on about their business. Everybody's just taking another time to rest, to be prepped for the next day. And there's a little virgin girl with a betrothed husband. And she's getting ready to have a baby. Not coming into the world with a crown on his head, not coming into the world revealing the glory of the almighty God which is within him. But he comes as the humble king to bear the sins of mankind. And what is interesting to me is whenever you get to this time where this angel is proclaiming to shepherds of all people what Jesus Christ is going to be, that he's coming into this world, I want you to hear something. Now this comes from Luke chapter 2 and starting in verse 8. It says, Now there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were greatly afraid. I would imagine so. 
for an angel just to burst forth and to be seen. Then the angel said to them, Do not, do not be afraid. For behold, guess why I'm here? Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you of all the signs for God to give. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger of all places, a wonderful throne laid in hay. And suddenly, when he told him that, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace. Goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them that the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now into Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. The angels in the realms of glory. The Bible says, Stand in awe of what God does. And I want you to remember this Christmas season. But not into a palace, not into something great or lovely, and not to the most wealthy of parents. No, as a matter of fact, the very poor parents, parents that when they came to offering sacrifices, had to offer the sacrifice of the poor, a couple of small birds. But the very one to whom the angels will and do bow, the very king of the universe, the creator of all, was born into this world for the sole purpose of loving, revealing God, and saving you and me. We could not save ourselves. There's no way our sacrifice and our blood could do it. But his, his blood, the one who had never sinned, His blood would pay for our sins all. And so the angels celebrate him. Unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Today I would ask you to do this with me. Every little light that has been shining here represents the greater light of Jesus Christ. But Jesus not only said that he was the light of the world, he then turns to us and he says, now you, my children, you are now the light of the world. People, we bear his image, created in the image of the Almighty. I pray that wherever you go, even as Pastor Joey was sharing a moment ago, you know, our Facebook, our Twitter Whatever we might have today might be the only Bible that somebody reads. People, the Bible, the truth of God's nature and who he is, is written all over our lives. We are his image. And so today, what I would like for you to do in response today, if you would all stand. Today.
If God is dealing with you, we're going to open the altars for just a moment. And it can be for any number of things. Saints, you don't have to come up here because I, I say one particular thing. It's not that. Today, if God is speaking to your heart about anything, he's God. He has the right to do whatever he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. If God's dealing with your heart today and you have been touched and you would like special prayer, we invite you as they are singing. You don't need a special invitation. When the music starts, you can come out from right where you are. You can come down to this altar and we will be happy to pray with you. Okay, you come up here, grab my hand. If I'm praying with somebody, Paul, somebody, Joey, uh, we might have Jimmy down here. We'll have somebody here to pray with you. But I would ask you this holiday season, don't let it just be another day. Let it be a day that your heart and life is surrendered to Christ. Amen? Today, if you don't know Jesus, please don't walk out of here with, without him. Come down here and say, look, I don't know. I have questions I don't understand. Or maybe I've wandered away or I need him. Whatever it is, let God speak to you. Amen? Amen. Let's respond as God speaks. I accept Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, He kindly. Jesus 
worship. We have one that has come that would like special prayer for a friend who has been diagnosed with cancer. We don't know what stage, but I would like for the deacons, if you could, if you could step out and that you could walk down front for just a moment. And of course, as the deacons come, if anybody else would like to pray, that's certainly, certainly welcome. And you told me his name was again? Jason. Jason. Okay, I want to make sure we're going to be lifting up his friend Jason to believe in God, to touch, to heal, and to give grace. According to the Word of God, as we will always say, the Bible says, If there are any sick among you, to let them call for the elders of the church and to anoint the sick with oil, and you are standing in for your friend. Father, we come to do this knowing that your word says that if we anoint and we pray the prayer of faith, that God, you would not only heal the sick, but you said that you would also forgive them any sins that they might have committed. So, Father, I anoint my brother now. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father, symbolic through this oil is the laying on of your hand upon your children. And so, Father, right now, we lift up his friends. We ask you in Jesus' name, as we join our hearts in accord with your word, please touch him, Father. Heal him, Father. May the healing virtue of Jesus Christ, may you breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. And, God, we ask for grace and strength and for doctors to have wisdom. But, Father, through whatever treatment or however it goes, may the hand of God, the Spirit of God, the glory of God, the victory of the cross of Jesus through his shed blood and the resurrection on the third day. We proclaim the glory of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ over him. Heal him. Bless him today and give him grace. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus, 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 we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah, as a matter of fact, that's not a bad idea at all. Um, Mr. Sproles got to see him just the other day. Um, he's in the hospital. He's not doing well at all. You know, he's been in uh, nursing facilities, rehab, whatever, a lot of different places that he's been in trying to help him, and he's just not doing well. And unless the Lord intervenes, he's probably going to be stepping into eternity. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, folks. To live is Christ, to die is gain. So right now, today, I, I would like for us to do this. Saints, if we will, it's going to sound a little different. Get a little dab of you on there. Okay. Here, I'll make sure she's getting away there. Everybody just get a little bit on you. Coming over here. There's all right, Saints. What we'll do is let's join hands. Everyone, if you will, let's join our hands in the bonds of love. Because this is our family. Father God, true and living God, beside you there is no other. Father, we ask you right now, as men and women of God, 
as brothers and sisters in Christ, as those who love Mr. Sproul, those, Father, that care about him, knowing, Father, that you care for him so much more than we do. Father, in this, this time of trial, we pray that you would be with him closer than ever before. May he have a special unction with you. May you love him, speak to him, wrap your arms of love around him and fill him. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. May there be grace, may there be mercy, may there be help. Father, if this is not your time that he leaves the earth, then Father, we pray, heal him. Heal him indeed. But Father, if this is his time, may he know the love and the power of God is never before. A grace and a strength is never before. As God Almighty moves upon his being, the being of his child. Bless him today. Bless him and touch him. And Spirit of God, rest upon him. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Anything else, brother? All right. Everybody, as, as, as we probably are, are we right on time or over? I can't tell. Oh, we're over. Okay, well, I'm glad that we're over because that means I haven't failed you yet. Okay. Visitors want to tell you something. We'll have some of our ushers that are going in the back. If you want to be dismissed, you're certainly welcome to do so. Thank you for being here today. We love you. We appreciate you. And you are always, always, always welcome back. Okay? So God bless you. You're free to go in the Lord. If you are a member, okay, we need you to hang around for just a moment. Just a moment as we're going to have a business meeting and we'll get you out of here pronto. Yeah, they can stay. If y'all want to